and welcome to How Do You Drew. This is a Drew Barrymore podcast brought to you by thedrewcm.com. And sponsored by our friends at Positive Medium. I'm Anne with COVID. (laughs) And I'm Ashley without. (laughs) (laughs) But I am Ashley who's pregnant and just slept for an hour. So we're both in great shape. (laughs) We both are in wonderful shape. Our bodies are just loving us and really, you know, working for us right now. We're, we're, uh telling our bodies what to do despite the fact that they just want to lay down and sleep because we want to get this out in time for drew's birthday this is a drew birthday celebration yes it is so timing is more important than usual (laughs) (laughs) yes timing is more important than my body and what it's asking for (laughs) definitely we always will prioritize drew's birthday over your health for sure yes yes (laughs) very normal absolutely absolutely (laughs) all right so i'm gonna just start going through stuff so that we can get you back in bed. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> um, some good follow-ups from our last couple of episodes. So number one, I sent you the audio and I didn't transcribe this, but Drew was randomly talking about how important that music videos used to be. Yes. And I thought that was really fun because we just celebrated all her music video appearances. Two yes. And again, it was like within days yeah. of us doing that episode. <laughs> no big deal. And then Reese Witherspoon was on her show and Drew talked about how they were both pregnant at Drew's wedding, which I didn't actually realize that Reese was also pregnant. Yeah, I don't think I did either. And I guess their babies were born on the same day, which I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Cool. So two cosmic coincidences, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then just some other random bits of information. We did a fun little poll on our Instagram at how do you drew pod on Drew's different wedding looks to see how you guys all felt about them. Yep. Not surprising on these results. (laughs) Only 12% picked the 2012 look to Will. 36% chose the 2001 look to Tom Green. Mm-hmm. And 52% were on my team and picked the 1994 <laughs> look to Jeremy Thomas. Yep. You can't be, you know, the, the wedding, the wedding that was like the most meaningful 1994. <laughs> yeah, the one she really put a lot of heart and planning into. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but that was fun. Okay. Um, some other fun little bits of information I picked up this week. I thought this was really cool. And I don't recall if we knew this it might be old news, but Drew said that when she first met Adam and was desperately trying to work with him like a rabid dog, (laughs) (laughs) that she brought the script that we knew she would have been attached to for quite a while, which was called Frigid and Impotent. And that was, I feel like that was on her IMDb for like years even. Doesn't even sound familiar to me. So clearly I've I've erased it from my memory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, She was originally attached to it starting in 1995 and it was going to be produced by Michael Stipe. Okay. Pretty cool. So um, I found the screenwriter's description of it and thought it would be fun just to have in our like other dimension. This could have been Drew and Adams. Yeah. (laughs) So he said it was just a lovers on the run movie, but it was this totally weird black comedy about serial killers who killed out of sexual frustration. And then they meet each other and finally have great sex for the first time in their lives. That's when the cops catch up to them and they hit the road. They have to deal with being two completely broken people in a new relationship for the first time in their lives. Um, amazing. Gave me like flavors of gun crazy a little yeah. bit, which is interesting. But yeah, what a what a thing to imagine the two of them doing. Interesting. And yeah, I can't imagine it. <laughs> I mean, it's not too late for this to be their fourth project together. <laughs> <laughs> But it's always fun to think about what could have been in her filmography. 
Yeah, interesting. And thanks for pulling that because that's that's cool to kind of be like, what could have been? What yeah. projects? It is really interesting to look at what projects people were attached to or what cast was maybe going to be in things, you know, totally. like, it's really fascinating. Fascinating, yep. <laughs> um, another thing is that uh, Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth were on talking uh, 90210 and Tori was like, wait, you dated Jamie Walters. Like, cause he was, he played her boyfriend on 90210. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. So it was kind of fun just to hear Drew talk about him. She has had no connection with him whatsoever. Like she was like, how is he? Oh, he was such a great guy. Aww. And they talked about him for quite a while. So I'll put a link to that up on the site, but Aww. we always like hearing Drew talk about our exes for some reason. <laughs> it's always noteworthy. <laughs> Yeah, just, I mean, I just, she's such a loving person, so it's always, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> okay, and then the very last thing that I thought we should mention is that when Kristen Chenoweth was on the show this week, mm -hmm. I guess Oprah, well, first of all, I guess Kristen was not raised by her biological mom. Okay. And Oprah's producers asked her if she wanted to find her mom and meet with her on the show. That's oh, why wow. they were talking about this. and she opted not to she thought it should be private but drew mentioned that she's often considered having her mom on the show to talk about things and she said you know to almost cut yourself open in the most beautiful metaphorical way and not have any of those walls so wow i mean that would be very very interesting if she had jade on i can't even I can't even imagine seeing them talking to each other. It's been so long. Me neither. <laughs> like, I, I feel like I can't even, like, picture them sitting across from each other. I think, I feel like that would be too much for her to do on air. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, not, not that we wouldn't watch. Not that it wouldn't be good TV. <laughs> I'm not but watching. But just that, no, just <laughs> you're, you're going to say this now. You're putting your foot down. Yeah. But I feel like that would be. I don't know. That would be really cool. I can't really even say, but I don't, I can't imagine like her having like the reunion and the like first conversation yeah. on TV. But if she did, that would be like hugely like a power move. Oh yeah. And it would definitely like be watched a lot. I think, I think it would get a lot of headlines. Oh yeah. Man. So let's, let's stay tuned. We'll see. Yeah. We'll keep our eye out. <laughs> we, you didn't make a note of this, but I love that little Kristen Chenoweth song that she did as like her warm-up very more she is so much more than the queen of talk she preaches her walk because um, it was really sweet <laughs> very cute all right. So uh, no, you've got mail this week because this whole episode is going to be a you've got mail <laughs> from all of you. Okay. And actually Drew Loves is pretty short too. Okay. So I'm like, she obviously knows I've been talking about it and now she's embarrassed at how often she <laughs> declares her love for things, but I made a short list. I'll just go through it real fast. I love love. So things that Drew loves this week, Jamie Oliver, mm -hmm. how to lose a guy in 10 days. Mm -hmm. Sarah Snook, <laughs> 90210, obviously. Eating Alone. Okay. A sesame oil. <laughs> and the puppy bowl. Agreed. <laughs> Good choices. <laughs> okay, but we did have a lot of Druisms of the week this week. Oh, someone's picking up, you know, those cool little isms that we do. Okay, love it. Two short ones that I just felt like would be fun. Number one, she's still talking about big underwear. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm totally on board. And this week she said, I like a nice cotton hefty bag. <laughs> so Perfect. sexy, Drew. Love it. I love you. And then another one I thought was cute. I can't remember who she was telling about this, but she told them she was talking about her dad and said that my dad was a human salad. because <laughs> He used lemons for astringent and olive oil to moisturize. Come on. I know. So funny. <laughs> that feels mildly familiar. Like maybe she's mentioned it before, but I just love, I love that. Yeah, term. but she hasn't said a human salad yet. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> come on, Drew, that's perfect. <laughs> and then the winner for this week, my favorite, she again was talking about succession and waiting for season four. And she said, I swear, I feel like I've been crowning, like I'm a human baby waiting to get born, like a baby who's late. And my daughter was nine days late, so I know what it feels like. (laughs) (laughs) And she said this to Ross, who was just like, oh, boy, you can tell he's like, thanks for the visual. (laughs) I think that's the thing that that we love so much about her Druisms. They usually have, like, something slightly disgusting. Like, it's something that, like, it's forcing you to picture... A person who covers themselves in olive oil and lemon, but something about a human salad, like that picture, or like a hefty bag being put on his underwear, or like crowning, but it's a TV show. <laughs> There's always a lovely visual. <laughs> yes, and we love it, Drew. This is like, we're if, if we're making fun and laughing, it's we're laughing with you. Absolutely. We love your way with words. <laughs> okay, so this week in Drew history, obviously we could have talked about any of her birthday. Yeah. I thought it might be interesting to talk about the fact that at this time in 2002, she was filming Duplex mm-hmm. because I don't feel like we've touched on that movie at all. And well, number one, I just love that in the picture, she's holding that happy face mirror that we talked about with Kim Green. If you guys yep. want to know more about that, go listen to our episode with Kim. Yep. I think we saw Duplex together in the movie theaters. Does that seem right? Ooh, I don't remember. I'm sure we did. It would be interesting to try to think of which ones we did see together because I don't I think it's I don't think it's a ton. No, I think it's maybe like three or four. Um, not one of my favorites, is it? I don't. I honestly don't remember it super yeah. well. I feel like I need to watch it again, but I wasn't. I didn't love it either. Like it was just a weird story. Um, thanks for pulling this because the pictures are really cute of her holding that happy face mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're so great. <laughs> okay, what's new with Drew? Not too much. There was a cute thing uh, where there's a note from Drew on flowerbeauty.com. They're celebrating their 10-year anniversary. Oh, exciting. Very cool. And it says that they're working on some new stuff behind the scenes. So right now you can't actually buy on their website, which is interesting. Um, Oh. Yeah, you can still buy from other places. But it's a great note from Drew just about what flower means to her and Yeah, everybody should go check that out. I'll uh, take maybe some screenshots so that it'll still be available once they take it down. Cool. (laughs) So happy 10 years to Flower. Yeah, happy 10 years. And then another thing that was interesting is that the Drew Barrymore show was off filming in Montana this week Mm -hmm. where it was as cold as it is where you are. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's almost for sure I can say they were they're doing something related to the show Yellowstone because it's exactly where they film it and Drew's obsessed with that show so okay okay that seems so random for them to like go all the way to Montana to do that but I also I'm like cool I mean I I just have to note I haven't watched Succession or Yellowstone me neither (laughs) okay okay (laughs) you're not alone
get on to the birthday celebration. <laughs> all right. So uh, we reached out to all of you wonderful people for your stories about Drew, why you became fans, why you're still a fan, what she means to you, any of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, just so we could have one giant love letter to Drew on her birthday. Yeah. So thanks all for your submissions. We're including all of them. The longer ones we did have to cut down a little bit, but we read them and loved them and really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for contributing to our podcast. Like we've said before, we like to feel like this is a little community of people. It's not just us. Yeah. (laughs) So if you want to hear our full stories in depth about how we became fans and sort of why, Mm -hmm. you can go back to episode one, our most popular episode still. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was our 1998 year in review part one, but yeah. Episode one has, of course, our whole Drewby origin stories, but I'll just quickly just say they were both in 1998. Yep. For myself, I saw Drew on the Rosie O'Donnell show and thought she was really cute. And then I saw she was going to be on David Letterman. So I stayed up to watch that. And basically that was all it took were those two appearances. And I was like, I love her. And I went to yeah. the wedding singer and it was all over from there. Yep. <laughs> I'll say that mine it kind of has a resemblance to one of the stories that. that someone submitted. And I was like, that's so funny because I had a huge crush on a guy. He had a picture of her in his wallet. He ended up being my high school boyfriend. Hi, George. Um, I know he's not listening, but hi, George. <laughs> but um, basically, I saw that was kind of like, oh, Drew Barrymore, interesting. And then was like, yeah, she's really pretty. And I had seen the wedding singer that year or like saw it maybe right around the time that I had seen this picture in his wallet. And it kind of became like very swiftly, I was like a huge fan. (laughs) So it kind of like evolved and it wasn't a movie first. It was like kind of a personality or her looks first. Yes. I will say that having her as like my sort of number one inspiration has really affected my life in a very positive way. Like, I feel like it affects, like, I can look back on how I sort of was or my attitude or how I treated people in high school. And yes, I was a teenager. So you're stupid (laughs) anyway, but I feel like Drew has inspired me to treat people in a better way to have like a better outlook on difficulties. She definitely inspires my demeanor to be like, more positive and uplifting love how she approaches motherhood that definitely has an impact on me these days so yeah it's just she just being her fan has brought really good things to me personally I wish I wasn't so foggy right now so I could say something so eloquent but I feel like (laughs) well I kind of had that typed up from something else so I'm cheating a little bit nice okay (laughs) thank you for telling me that you're cheating no I'm just kidding I um I feel like it's interesting because that is a, a part of my interests from my teenage life that has not changed. Like it's something that yeah, I've same. felt strong about my fandom. I have had like moments where my collecting is not as active. Like I haven't really actively sought out new parts of my collection for years now, but I feel, you know, just as strong about her. I, admire her equally if not more as she as she gets older and wiser like she's always just been so incredibly wise like just a reminder like reading through that Jane 1997 issue it's like things that she says in there that we were like okay she still totally would say this and feel strong (laughs) about this like to me that consistency helps me like feel I don't know I don't know I 
I feel comforted by my fandom for her. Oh, that's a good way of putting it. You're yeah, you're never like, damn, why did I pick this girl? <laughs> yeah. And there and there's not something like I I think that I have a a way about living in the world that is about like kindness and um having grace about myself and other people being human and making mistakes. And I, I think it has gone along like with my own growth and her growth. Like there's something about like the way, I don't know, like, yeah, I wonder if I would be different as a person if I hadn't been a Drew fan. I feel like I would be. So you probably would be too. Yeah. It's, it's interesting <laughs> that I can't like, basically my life cannot be separated from my fandom with Drew and nor can yours. <laughs> yeah, like it's really fascinating. True. Like we know each yeah. other because of her. So like, oh. come on, she's still and, and will probably forever I mean, make a huge yeah, impact. Just that alone. <laughs> Love it. (laughs) (laughs) You've got mail. So we're going to quickly go through these shorter submissions that were sent via our Instagram. These are all just fun little stories about how people became fans. I was surprised to see kind of a spoiler, but a lot of people are dating their fandom back to E.T., I'm like, wow, that's kind of amazing to me. But yeah, I noticed that and I'm like, holy cow. (laughs) Okay, so we'll go through these and then we'll get to some of those longer emails you guys sent. Sounds great. So our first one comes from Grace and she says, when I was younger, I frequently watched E.T. My mom always said I reminded her of Gertie. As I got older, my mom showed me more and more of Drew's movies and I grew to love her more and more. Good morning. Also, her mom's a Drewby. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. um, And then Courtney said, I grew up loving E.T. My daughter's a Drew Barrymore twin. She looks so much like her. Amazing. (laughs) Elizabeth says, I saw Drew in the film The Wedding Singer one day and I just adored her. Fan since 2014. So What took you so long? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But it is kind of funny that like the thing that put her into that is you know, from the era that we got into Drew as yep, well. <laughs> absolutely. Jessica said, hello, I became a Drewby in 1994. The first time I watched E.T. and Drew's stories and articles in different magazines helped me to overcome a breakup in 2008. I love her. That's cool. That's nice. At Hartsman14 says, very groovy and down to earth. The nicest woman I've ever met. Ooh. Totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> lunatic fringe, but lunatic is spelled L-I-U. This will explain in a minute. This lunatic is a Drewby because she produced the best reboot ever and cast the best third angel ever. And I'm just going to say, it's got to be Lucy Liu that they're talking about. (laughs) I'm glad she made that connection (laughs) because I totally missed it. (laughs) Yes. Embarrassingly enough. At Chatty Patty 78, which is a cute name, said, I was in love at first sight with her in ET when I was four. I'm 45 now and still love her dearly. Whoa. Now that is commitment. That love is that. awesome. I feel like Missy has a similar <laughs> yeah. timeline and story, right? She does. Absolutely. Yep. She was, I remember her like collecting magazines from that time. Yes. Like, like during that time. Like a child. Yes. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then at croissant fan me too um mm-hmm. so they said i'm 41 i saw et when i was six at the drive-in theater and i was absolutely enamored still am oh amazing i love it i have to say when i first saw et i remember what it was it was in second grade in our classroom i remember having no feelings or thoughts whatsoever about drew i liked the older blonde girl that's in the class with henry thomas I thought <laughs> she seemed because re- i always liked the like pretty cool girls yeah <laughs> drew must have just seemed like a little a little kid to me <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember the first time i saw it but i've always loved the movie and i can't really remember how i felt about gertie like yeah. i don't really remember but i've always loved the movie it's one of my fave drew movies yay 
All right. So let's take a quick break and then we'll come back to some of these really beautiful, heartfelt emails that you guys sent. Sounds good. Howdy, Howdy Droomies. We want to tell you about our sponsor, Positive Medium. We've actually been clients of theirs for at least 10 years, and they take care of all of our website needs for the Drewzeum.com. They offer custom web design and professional coding, search engine optimization, marketing, and hosting. So we've been hosted by them, but we've also been able to take advantage of a lot of their expertise in these other areas as well. Absolutely. So customer service is the biggest draw for us with this company. They have saved our site literally from obliteration (laughs) quite a few times, but then they also help us with minor issues in just like literally a matter of minutes. So if we have like a coding question or just like something on the back end we can't figure out, we reach out to them and we get an answer back and the issue is solved within moments. We're so excited that Positive Medium is allowing us to offer our listeners 25% off managed WordPress hosting plans using our promo code DREW, D-R-E-W, of course. Um, And if you want to take advantage of this, visit positivemedium.com. We really, really vouch for these people. They've been so great to us and will continue to be great to us, I I can only imagine. (laughs) I mean, they're great by offering this to our listeners. So take advantage. Again, it's promo code DREW, of course. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. And you don't look a day over 25. Okay, so let's get into some of these really beautiful emails. Thank you again for everybody who submitted. Yeah. This first one comes from Caitlin, and Caitlin did send a very long, great email. And again, we super appreciate it. We just had to cut it down a little bit for time's sake. So I'm going to read the edited version of Caitlin's email. Growing up, I always struggled to fit in. Middle school was particularly rough for me. Growing up and hitting puberty and navigating a chronic skin condition, which affected my mental health and my confidence as a young girl. In 2012, I was 13 and I came across this movie called The Wedding Singer. (laughs) It's a common theme. (laughs) And when it panned over to Drew, I felt this deep pull connection to Drew. Well, Drew's character, I didn't understand the connection I had. But I continued to watch and loved it so much. I even rented it afterward to watch from the beginning. For days, this movie was on repeat. So cute. Uh, She continues on. A few days later, my stepdad walks in from work and looks at what I'm watching. And he goes, oh, my gosh, Drew Barrymore, which movie is this? And I said, The Wedding Singer. You've never seen it? And he said, no, but I've seen E.T. That's Gertie. I know my stepdad sat down and started gushing on the movie and about Drew and all these things. I was so happy and thrilled to know we had a pretty great conversation and I got closer to him at the time, all because of Drew. So cool. That is so cool. I love it. (laughs) Drew would love that too. Yeah. After that conversation, I searched the web on Drew for all of her movies, everything of Drew Barrymore I wanted to know. And I did. I love this detail because this is very, very much in. And I think <laughs> I did the same thing. Yes. She says, I grabbed a notebook and started writing down all of her movies and would check off the ones I'd seen. I only had one big check mark with a smiley face near the wedding singer. <laughs> I remember printing um, Drew's IMDb and having it like in my little Drew <laughs> notebook and highlighting the ones I'd seen. <laughs> Oh, that's cute. All right. Um, continuing, she says, I can go on and on, but I say all of this because this woman simply not only helped me get through some of the hardest times of my life. She fills my room with positivity, love, light, and friendship. Drew Barrymore, I am lucky to live in the same lifetime as you. 
Oh, I see all the beautiful things you do and continue to do. Because of you, I am the woman I am today. Thank you for your kindness and wise words. Thank you for making me feel safe. Thank you for keeping me company on nights that were dark. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for teaching me kindness. Thank you for teaching me the word of the week. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for getting me into books. Your book was the first one I ever finished front to back. Thank Aww. you for teaching me that friendship is important. Thank you for helping me realize my purpose. Thank you a million. You inspire me to be better and to learn from our mistakes. And everyone has a story to tell. And we are here on this world to take care of each other. And you're right. Thank you for taking care of me. I hope in some odd way I can take care of you. Thank you for all that you do for us, for the world. You are a gift to us all. Oh, so sweet. That was really sweet. And definitely, I feel like all the, like those ending thank you things. I'm like, yeah, that's all true. I feel that way too. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, couldn't like cut those out. All of them are true. No, I know they were so good. <laughs> yeah. That's a really great story. I do love that. It's interesting how many people have mentioned ET and or the wedding singer. Yeah. It seems to just be the, the common thread. It's, it is hmm. sort of funny. That is really funny. Not surprising, but no, also interesting. Yeah. Okay. So the next submission we got was from Christian Um, He said 2020 pre-pandemic was when he became a fan. He said, even though I've known Drew from other movies, the movie made me become a Drew Barrymore fan is blended. Used to watch that movie a few times. Then pandemic came and I started to watch her films from Never Been Kissed to Fifty First Dates to Fever Pitch and many more. Then 2021 came and I started my search for Drew's books. This woman, Drew Barrymore, is one sweet woman. And I never saw a host cry more because she's emotional and real. Great actress, also a great person to meet and be friends with. So real, so empathetic, and so kind. Happy birthday to this wonderful human being. Seeing her photos from trial to today is like seeing a historical figure who has the ability to tell stories. That's kind of cool. I like that thought. She is a historical figure. (laughs) That's why we're historians. Yeah, and I mean, that is, for me, part of the appeal is that she's had this incredible life with all of these changes, Mm -hmm. and it is really fun to map that out like I really do enjoy and, that yeah and we're still learning things about her like I know yes a lot of her life has been public and that's something that has you know it's just been part of her reality because she's been an actress that long but when like there are private little things that we learn about you know like her person or her interpersonal relationships they just add to the depth so it's like yeah it's not just like the pictures but the stories that we are always adding to like her timeline in our mind. Yeah, yep, I know. I love that. <laughs> thank you, Christian. Yeah, thank you. Let's move on to Katie's. Yay. Okay, Katie says, I've always been a fan of Drew's, seeing E.T. as a little kid on a bootleg Betamax video. <laughs> so 80s. Then growing up with seeing her movies from the late 90s on the big screen, like Never Been Kissed, all the way to Charlie's Angels and the sequels. She always seemed like a cool, fun actress who we're familiar with and knew she was always fun to watch. It's only as I got older and became friends with you two online, hey, that's us, (laughs) that I found out more about Drew as a person and an inspiring person at that. Finding out how she overcame her troubled childhood and teens and yet still became a woman who could own and run several business empires with people she loves and trusts was moving and how she fights for causes she believes in. I especially find Drew's Flower Films production company so inspiring, especially finding out how they helped shape films like Scream in the early stages and Johnny Darko. 
I hope she makes more films as Whip It was such a love story to female empowerment, relationships between moms and daughters and friends, and it was just such a great film to watch with fantastic performances too. I was lucky enough to win tickets to the London premiere of Going the Distance, and I was surprised to see how tiny Drew was in person, which we get that. (laughs) Yep. Wearing a gorgeous olive green dress and how snazzy Chris Miller was in a sharp plaid suit as he assisted her on the carpet. (laughs) I love that. I know. I had to leave it in. It was too fun. Seeing her in person really solidified how fun it is to have someone you found out about over the years be even cooler in person. She was so generous and giving with fans. I love how passionate Drew is about photography and she has a great eye. It's fun to see people explore their creativity over the years and how you guys show that she does that, i.e. highlighting her clothing style, hair changes, and documenting Drew throughout her career as she goes through these different chapters. I'm excited to watch Drew's career going from strength to strength as her award-nominated chat show continues to spread joy on the air. I think of Drew as an inspiration as a woman in film. She carved out her own place in Hollywood, even though she has such a legacy behind her. I'm glad I got to be friends with you two indirectly because of Drew, and I'm eager to see how you two continue to document it all. Aww. Aww. Katie, Ended thank up you. Being a love letter to us. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> That's really sweet, and I love I love that Katie like came into this Drewby world like kind of from an interesting path. Yeah, almost like a weird sideways path or something. Yeah, and now is like a Drewby. Yeah. She's in it. She's like part of the like crew now. It's so cool. So thank you, Katie, for your submission. Yeah, thank you. It's great. So our next submission is from Tanya. And she said, I inadvertently became a Drew Barrymore fan in 1998 when I was 15 years old. I went to my new boyfriend's house for the first time after we started, quote, going out, unquote. He showed me around his house and all over one of his walls, he had cut out pictures of Drew taped up from YN magazines from 1994 and 1995 issues. I'm just going to stop right here because this is the one that's similar to It's so similar to yours. But like my high school boyfriend, I don't think he had stuff on his wall, but he had saved, of course, Playboy stuff from 1995. (laughs) And then his wallet was a picture from like 1997. So anyway. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I love that this is like someone else, like part of someone else's origin story. Yeah, it's too fun. Yeah. So she said, continuing, I stood in front of those photos gazing at them and I said, she's literally the prettiest girl I've ever seen. <laughs> and he said, I've got a crush on Drew Barrymore ever since my dad took me to see E.T. when I was little. There we go. <laughs> E.T. again. That started my obsession with her. I started collecting magazine pictures of Drew that I printed off of the internet fan sites and found in magazines. And believe me, I collected them all. (laughs) Yeah, we get that. (laughs) Yep. I rented and bought every film she'd ever been in and watched them a million times. I looked through our newspaper TV guide and watched all of her talk show interviews. Yeah, all of this. Yeah. And even recorded them on VHS. Her personality was so endearing. She was the epitome of gorgeous to me back then. And I wanted to be just like her. I tried to do my makeup like hers in magazines. I plucked out all of my eyebrows to look like hers. (laughs) Mine never grew back. Thanks, Drew. LOL. Dyed my hair blonde, copied her mannerisms, and was basically crazy obsessed with her in a non-threatening way. (laughs) Like that, because we were too. And it's like, nothing about it. (laughs) It's weird, but it's not that weird. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Don't judge me. Um, I remember going to see Scream, the wedding singer had never been kissed ever after, all in theaters. She was my idol growing up, and I loved to emulate her. She had the sweetest, kindest personality and was just fascinating to me. I adored her back then, and I adore her now. She was so quotable when I was a teenager. I loved everything she said. 
and really she still is to this day i can't think of a celebrity that i've ever loved as much as her yeah. <laughs> neither can we <laughs> it's so representative of so many people's journeys you know it's like yeah oh, yep 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 we all understand that like, yeah and i that. love like printed things off of internet yep. fan sites like we've <laughs> talked about that on our show like yep. that's so great so thank you for that that was a really relatable one <laughs> okay our next one comes from renata and we've mentioned renata before she runs the wonderful drew barrymore brazil website and instagram she is top-notch knows her stuff like a great yep. great researcher yep we love you renata <laughs> yes all right renata says okay girls here's my story I became a fan of Drew in the mid-2002 when I watched Charlie's Angels for the first time. But in fact, the first Drew movie I watched was Scream, and I shit myself out of fear of Casey's scene. (laughs) Get it? (laughs) That year, 2002, Drew came to Brazil on the day Brazil won the World Cup. The country was in party. But I was just a kid, and I was happy to know she was here. Since then, I made friends watch Charlie's Angels with me. I was definitely Dylan. Ha ha. <laughs> Two years later, I met more Brazilian fans. Some of them I keep in touch with to this day. And one who is one of my best friends. I was there on the most important day of her life, her wedding, because I met her for our common love for Drew. Hey, we get that. <laughs> yeah. It was very easy to become a fan of Drew, admire her work and life trajectory. It's unique and beautiful, and I feel proud. I feel like I've made the right choice by choosing my idol. Yep. (laughs) But actually, I didn't. It happened. It would be impossible not to happen. (laughs) Today, Drew is still a big part of my life. Living in Brazil, I can't have access to many things, but thank God I have good friends helping me. Guess who? (laughs) That's us. (laughs) Yep. Watching her movies, it was the way I felt closest to her. Now watching the videos of the talk show daily of Drew being Drew. It's one of the best parts of my day. Maybe one day I'll make my dream of meeting her in person after so many years. But in the meantime, I'm here rooting for her from afar and admiring her every day more. Thanks, Ash and Anne. It's wonderful what you two have been doing for so many years and with so much love. Renata, Renata. I know you're going to meet her one day. There's no question in my mind it will happen. Just want to say that. (laughs) Yep. And thank you for always providing us with like, all the little details and information yeah. you find like before it's even <laughs> she provides us with a lot <laughs> yeah yeah she's great okay next one is from kent he's an old derby friend of ours at this point i don't know if he was around grapevine days but shortly after if yeah. not hi kent um so <laughs> hi kent okay so kent said when i was younger i was bullied at school relentlessly movies were such a big escape from life back in 1995 i was big into collecting horror movies and i already had a huge collection I found a used VHS tape of Far From Home in a sale bin at my local video store. Good find. What a movie to start with, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, although the movie itself wasn't a big hit, I was curious who Drew was and what other movie she was in. I looked up her filmography and found out that I had seen her in other movies as a kid, including E.T., Firestarter, and Cat's Eye. Oh, that's cool. I decided to rent a few of her newer releases at my video store, which included Poison Ivy, Mad Love, and Boys on the Side. Now we're talking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I really loved those characters and thought she was so beautiful. Agreed. Poison Ivy really resonated with me. The story of two outcasts becoming best friends hit home, as I felt like an outsider in those days as well. That was it. Down the Drew Barrymore rabbit hole I went, watching and collecting her films. (laughs) I met other Drewby collectors online and starting adding to my own collection. Cut to present day, I have a huge collection of Drew Barrymore memorabilia, including some really rare and neat items. Yes, he does. He very much so does. things that I 
very much covet. <laughs> yes. Uh, he continues. What does Drew mean to me? That's a hard one to answer because she means many things to me. Her movies in my teenage years were such an escape from my own life. That alone makes her very special to me. I have friends that I made online through collecting that I still have to this day. She's such an inspiration. She wears so many hats, including being an entrepreneur and philanthropist. I find her personality uplifting. Having watched her grow up on screen and having been along for the ride as a fan and collector, she feels like an old friend that I don't know personally, but would love to. Love that, mm -hmm. by the way. Yeah. She is one of the more down-to-earth, relatable people in Hollywood. Drew has many meanings to me. And as a Drewby, I'll continue to jump on the Drew Barrymore bandwagon for the years to come. <laughs> Thanks for the opportunity to answer the question, ladies. Great job with the podcast. I'd like to send out a big happy birthday to Drew, wishing you all the best. Yay. Oh, thank you, Kent. That was great, Kent. And we're also sending a big happy birthday to Drew. That's what we're all here for. That's yes. why we did this. We love your stories. We maybe, maybe Drew will hear this. You never know. We'll <laughs> see what we can do. Um, <laughs> it would be a good one for her to start with, I think. Yeah be a good little like uh you know if she's having a hard day or feeling down on herself she can read all these reasons that people around the world love her so very very yep. much yep including us yeah oh yeah we <laughs> do love her don't we? Uh, we i mean i think so is that what we're doing I, I'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty sure i do i'll really love her if i know that she sees this but other than that i think i'm done i think i'm done if she doesn't see this <laughs> this is your last kidding. chance drew <laughs> no. Happy 48th birthday. We'll put on the episode page. We don't obviously have that many photos relating to people's stories. So I thought yep. I'd share a couple like pictures of her doing birthday related things over the years. Oh, cute. So it'll be pretty simple, but there are going to be some links up there um, to some of the things we talked about if you guys want to check those out. Yep. And if you haven't seen E.T. or Wedding Singer, you probably should because it seems like they've caused a lot of people to become fans. Maybe watch Far From Home, but keep in mind, it might not be the big hit you were expecting when yeah, you bought the VHS tape. it might not tape. be the one. It's <laughs> so funny. So yes, thank you again for your submissions. Thank you for listening. If you have a story that you were like, shoot, I should have sent that in. We'll give you the chance to do that. Still, it's, not it's not too late. late. We can still read yeah. that. <laughs> we always appreciate people if they go rate review and subscribe even though no one ever does i promise we still appreciate you but we would appreciate it even more if you did that exactly <laughs> and then follow us on instagram at how do you drew pod we'll share fun little things there that you might enjoy if you like the podcast yes i don't know why we don't usually say this but also follow us at drewzium you're right we've got two accounts on instagram and drewzium is um more showing off our collection and how do you drew pod of course is about the pod specifically Yes. And um, also visit our website at howdoyoudrew.com. As Ashley just mentioned, the episode page for this episode will have some stuff from previous birthdays and maybe a couple links. Um, send any listener mail you've got to howdoyoudrewpod at gmail.com. And we'll see you next Drew's Day. Yeah, it won't be Drew's Day <laughs> next time. <laughs> we'll be back on schedule on Drew's Days. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Happy birthday, Thank Drew. You. Happy birthday. This episode of the How Do You Drew podcast was researched and produced by Ashley and Anne from the Drewzium.com with help from our sponsor, Positive Medium. Special thanks to Matt Costa for our lovely theme song. 
Roxy Prima for our adorable logo. And last but not least, Drew Barrymore and all the Drewbies who love her. We do this for you. Thank Thank you. you.